Hey, this is Romy. And this is Aaron. Thanks for listening to our podcast where we talk all about relationships. Ladies, how guys can break your bed, not your heart. How to attract that partner of your dreams. And heal from the wounds that past relationships have left us with. It's going to be hot. And funny. With real stories to help you get your questions answered. Let's go for a ride. It's episode 42, everybody. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> episode 42, everyone. That's right. What are we running here? A marathon? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not all sexy, right? <laughs> episode 42. I was just here for a podcast, but damn. <laughs> episode 42. Good morning, Aaron. <laughs> Do you want me on top or under you? <laughs> God. You don't ask the question, you, you just do it, right? That was what we were talking about before. <laughs> He always has a sexy voice, though. That's why you women love this show. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that is so important. We're not going to talk about that for a long time. Yeah. But when you hear the phone voice, oh yeah, damn. Can I talk about that really fast? Yeah. So today I got the giggle. It was so cute. <laughs> so I was talking to this girl on the phone, and like you know when they're Twitter pated, like there's there's always like the the walls up, and like you know they they. They play the tease and all of that. But then when the walls are down, you kind of see like the real thing. And it's like it, you feel it as much as you hear it. You and, talked to her today. Yeah. Nice. And so anyway, <laughs> I picked up the phone <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, how are you doing? And all of a sudden she's like, ah. <laughs> can't even do it. But it was so cute. And I felt it and I was just like, yes. She's not just any woman. No, she's not. She's a very special woman. Yeah. So things are moving in a great this. direction right now. So we'll see where that goes. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So Aaron told me to take the reins, which is always dangerous. Uh, what I want to talk about quickly, though. <laughs> okay. So when I was married, I was, I think I had bouts of being fat. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because I was like unhappy in certain ways. Okay. So he worked a ton Mm -hmm. and then he would work through holidays and everything. Yeah. And I didn't have any family here. And so I was like, oh shit. So I'm like masking everything. Right. I'm just thinking out loud here. And I'm thinking I would go to a fast food place Mm -hmm. and then I would go to another fast food place. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was either $20,000 a year at Ross. Or we're going to eat tons of food and like two fast food places in one evening. Wow. Is that crazy? No. Now I'm I'm tall, (laughs) so I carry it decent, but nobody should carry all of that. Right. Right. No pun intended, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like, okay. So when I was married at certain parts of that, I was like this person. Yeah. Right. And, and then you kind of fast forward, like somebody saw a picture and they're like, that's you. And I said, yeah, it was <laughs> right at a restaurant. And I was showing the person across the table and she saw, and she's like this spicy, like Indian chick, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's me. You're fat. What? <laughs> and she was so awesome. that I over tipped her because I was like, she called me fat and most people wouldn't tip her, but I appreciated it because yeah. it was so real. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So you've got that version and then you've got, I would say what? Uh, post divorce, mm. Romy. Yeah. Okay. And then batshit crazy in every way. Mm. Mom's going away because she was like, "You're too much." Yeah. Yeah. And I finally get it. <laughs> right mm-hmm. after how many years of not talking to her, I finally understand it. So, um, but so we've got that version. No self esteem. 
uh, honest to God, like dates that I went on, there was no boundaries. There was no, I won't have sex with you. It's just kind of like, yeah, I guess if you're saying yes, then I better take it. Do mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Dangerous situations. Of yeah. course, drinking a lot, but putting myself into dangerous situations, dangerous dudes, just doing things that were attracting. Yeah. And I was at the gas, I was at the grocery store this morning and I was thinking about this at the stoplight mm-hmm. before pulling in. And I go, okay. I went to this grocery store one time when I was not making good decisions, and I have no idea what this has to do with anything. <laughs> these dudes come, and I'm in my my old Jeep, and these dudes come both sides of the window. Oh, wow. Driver, passenger. Yeah. Okay? And knocking on the window, and mm. it's 9 or 10 at night. Wow. Yep. And so I'm about to get out in the parking lot, and they're both at the at the windows. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I locked the door. Well, I have two bulldogs that will eat your face if you mess with mom. Yeah. They didn't see them in the back. Oh, So wow. I just rolled down the windows in the back, and they were all about it. Oh, wow. So they went away. Yeah. Okay? But I was thinking at the stoplight, so ironically, I can't believe that we're talking about this, but we didn't even plan on it. <laughs> uh, what kind of version of yourself uh-huh. attracts what? Okay? Yeah. Okay. So I'll go back real quick to being married. I'm not going to condone his affair, but if I wasn't my best version right. and I'm letting myself go yeah. and I'm, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I don't think I was ever like ugly and like so overweight that it was unattractive, yeah. but there is like a thing there. Like a husband will look at other women and it's not his fault. If you're not taking care of yourself and you're not like showing up for you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to look like a supermodel and be at the gym seven days a week, but your best version, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I would honestly say I let myself go mm-hmm. in many ways. And so he went away, you yeah. know, again, I won't condone things, but I'm just thinking out loud, right? With this and I'm thinking what version? So, okay. And then I'm single. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I'm single, I'm attracting all of these dangerous men, all these dangerous stories. You've heard them. You've been there for some of them. I've asked for your help on some of them. All of these things. Right. Yeah. And then I moved past that. Let's fast forward to today. Hmm. I've gone out with guys, even in a healthier state, healthier state, healthier state. We're getting better, better, better. Right. Let's fast forward to today. I literally hit my wall. On all of it. And I just went off. Me and Aaron just had some lunch together. And I just went (laughs) off, right, (laughs) about this. And I mean it. Yeah. Okay. So, old Flannel, the last boyfriend that I had. Flannel Valentine, right. Flannel Valentine. He messaged me the other day. I'm going to be respectful because I feel like he was trying to be Mm. in a certain way, Mm -hmm. right? We kind of left on a respectful note. That's where I would like to keep it. Just as a human being. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he didn't communicate with me wonderfully, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we gave him time. He gave me time. That was the best thing. Sure. I reached out. We've already talked about this, right? And okay. So he reached out to me the other Sunday and I was like, that, okay, that's cool. And he just said something like really casual and like nice, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it was definitely like a, like a, letting me down easy type of feeling is what I got Mm. from it. But I'm going to give him the best 
you know, intention, yeah, yeah. right? And then be like, no, he, he wasn't thinking about that. Oh. He was thinking just like, I'm going to say something nice. The next day, it kind of kept getting to me. <laughs> and I was just like, he is a good dude, but he's saying like, I'm going to give myself six months. I'm not going to date anyone. And I was thinking, first of all, was I waiting for a response from you? Like I'm over here crying over us still. Right. Okay. When I first met this cat, he was self admittedly. Yeah. Admittedly. Yeah. He was a what? Bumble, like addicted to Bumble. Oh, wow. Okay. He'd get off, he'd get on, he'd get off, he'd mm-hmm. get on. Right. And I was kind of laughing, like, all right, so why are we together? <laughs> Just stay on Bumble. Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. But that was his words, not mine. And so he says, I'm going to give myself six months and I'm going to work on myself. Now I had to chuckle out loud. He can do whatever he wants, but why does everybody always say I need six months, (laughs) half a year. (laughs) You're not going to look at another woman. You're not going to touch anybody. No dating (laughs) half a year. I'm calling bullshit. Mm. I promised I would be respectful five seconds ago, but I'm going to call bullshit on that. Mm-hmm. Not because he's a bad dude, but because everyone says that. Now, Aaron, maybe you can help me out with this. Okay. Because <laughs> the version now, I'll just finish up and then I really want your help on this. I bartend on the weekends. Yeah. Dudes come at me all the time. Yeah. And what I mean by come at me, exes come in the bar and I'm like, Oh my God, as if I wasn't drained enough. Yeah, and your pin, it's not like you can leave. I you're can't leave. There. Gotta serve them. Yeah. They can say whatever they want, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, but I'm sassy enough it's and it's day. okay because I'm in work mode that it's like, okay. Yeah. But I walked out of there the other night like, damn, hmm. like drained. Yeah. I am totally boy crazy. Totally boy crazy. My brother even called me on it. Was like, "Did you not get enough attention when you were younger?" Uh, from dudes, not really. Yeah. yeah. You know, dad left, etc. Right. So, no, actually, you might be onto something. Thank you. <laughs> I'll pay you later. I'll Venmo you later. Right. And so I was just kind of like, "Man, where are you at? Where are you at?" And I don't want to say. I have a hard time saying this out loud. And the reason I do is because it makes me sound like so pretentious. Mm. But I have people like messaging me on messenger and all of these things right and it's like all right so i walk out with my god-given face right thank you jesus yeah right i'm glad that i'm somewhat attractive <laughs> <laughs> i just crossed my eyes guys and she starts laughing <laughs> and Sorry. i'm just like okay and so i have to deal with this okay uh, oh she's a victim she's so cute that she gets hit on all the time this is what i didn't want right, to talk about right. anyway But when I think of this version now, this is the first time in my life. It has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with just where I've come from Uh or come to, right? After everything. And I think to myself, I look at my life, all these core fours, right? Spirituality, business, all these things. Mm -hmm. And I think, are you where you want to be? And sitting here today with you, Aaron, I think, damn. I have a juice company. Mm Mm-hmm. And I do decent sometimes, and then it's slow sometimes, just like any other business. But I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm thriving, Mm. right? I get distracted a lot, and then it's like, let me entertain you for a few months before you act like a shithead, Mm -hmm. and I have to dump you or you go away. Mm -hmm. And I finally just hit my wall. I hit my wall, 
he heard me at lunch. And I've been telling these dudes there will be no dating Mm -hmm. of anybody. Nothing. And, of course, I'm a bad person. And, of course, like pushing, pushing, pushing keeps happening. Mm. Okay? And I just hit my wall. And I imagine a bunch of other ladies out there have hit their walls too. Yeah. And ladies, I would I would um, encourage you to be honest with men that are talking to you. And if you've hit this wall, I have not been on dating apps yeah. for at least four months. Mm-hmm. At least. Mm-hmm. Not going to sit here and do the math, but at least. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because I feel this way. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to attract a dude into my life when you're in that space? When I'm in that space, right? I'm at the bar. If I get hit on, that's not my fault, right? right? So, ladies, I would encourage you if you feel this way, get off the damn apps, get off Facebook dating, get off Instagram, all of it, dating. Mm-hmm. You're attracting something that you don't want. You're not ready for it. Yeah. And then dudes come in like, oh, she's on a dating app. What's up? Right. Okay. So to avoid having to even tell them the truth, mm-hmm. which we know most of you will not do, I'm a little more brass than most, yeah. just get the hell off of there if this is how you feel. Because right. I've reached a point now, Aaron, and you heard it at lunch, <laughs> I'm like aggressively annoyed. Sure. Can I say that? Yeah. Let's go back to Flannel Valentine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want your opinion. I'm, I'm sitting there on a Sunday. We haven't talked for a few weeks. There's no need, really, unless... To re-engage, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And I thought to my... Because I had thought and processed through this, right? <clears throat> Several different things. Yeah. But I thought through this and processed, and I was like, would I want to go out with him again? Mm. And I thought, he was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was he was okay in a lot of areas, yeah. right? We had a good time and stuff like that. Um, but the lack of communication just did it for me. Right. And so it just did it for me. And I got pissed and then it was like over because <laughs> I, I lost interest. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And he might have too. But I just lost interest because lack of respect. Then I got ghosted by him and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. I really just got ghosted by a dude that I've, you know, was <laughs> my boyfriend. Like people do that still at this age. Yeah. Just the lack of respect I felt. We talked about it since and we're fine. I'm not angry about it anymore. Yeah. But I want to hear from you because I literally felt on Sunday like, what is it? <laughs> Very confused. And I'm trying again to be respectful because I'm like, you can communicate anything you want with me. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, communicate with me. Yeah. Anyway, that was a bad joke. But what do you think? You're a dude. I got a lot of thoughts. Why the hell did he reach out? Why did he reach out? I thought out? we were done. Yeah. Like call. He wasn't reaching out to like ask me out again. No. It was a goodbye text no. is what I felt. Like let me down easy. Like. Well, I want to dive into that more, but it, I don't think it was just a goodbye text. And, I, and I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> let me, let me kind of, okay. So you shared a little bit about your past too. Like, I don't remember what show, what movie was it? Gosh, I just remember like this. It was a kid's show, a movie maybe like 25 years ago. But I just remember this one line where they're talking about the old dude and they're calling him fat. And he's like, I was husky. Like, that's how I was. And the reason I'm sharing that, you know, okay. and to relate here is because you talk about, we, I mean, you did a great job of talking about these different phases in life. Yeah. And 
you know, like sometimes we're at the top of our game, other times we kind of lose things and then we work ourselves back and then we learn more and all that. But is this menopause? I hope not. That all of a sudden I'm like no interest? <laughs> no, it's not. Just follow me <laughs> for kidding. a minute, Roby. I'm totally kidding. Okay, so as a kid, um, I went through some childhood trauma. And there's even some stuff that like I would say day one even, um, if you believe in that kind of stuff, where energetically I took on some things. And um, so I my demeanor as a young child was very gregarious like i was always upbeat like whoa super excited like life is amazing and i was social and just constantly like making friends and everything else and then something happened in my childhood that kind of crushed me and it alienated my entire friend circle and so i i didn't have friends for a couple years like the most popular kid in my in my school was my best friend and he turned everybody against me after what had happened. And I don't need to go into it. And it wasn't my fault at all. It was a decision that was made by my parents and it pertained to their family. And so it was just a situation where I was just like, oh my gosh. And so like, I didn't know what depression was. I don't think I was even that depressed because of my natural state. Yeah. But it was a constant like over and over of rejection, rejection, rejection. At school. At school, everywhere, in social environments. And so it 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 really dampered my natural <laughs> demeanor, right? And so I turned to food. Yeah. And and so when you talk about getting husky, like as a kid, that was like the, the kids section for like jeans and stuff for the fat kids. They didn't want to call them fat in the size for fat because they had the normal sizes for boys. And then if you were fat, they called them husky and they had their different sizes. They did. Yes, they did. Husky. And so like I, for gosh, about three years, I was in that section. And it was it was just another reminder. It was a sabot self-sabotaging reminder of how I felt about myself, mm. right? Yeah. And um, there's a lot to cover here. Um, I'm going to get to your question though. Oh, you're fine. But what happened was, is that I learned something very early on. I grew up in a, in a rural environment, a big ranch where you worked very hard and you learn a lot of good things about, you know, being raised with etiquette and respect and just all of those things you'd expect on a ranch. Right. And, um, and so what happened for me was, is that from those other things I was learning, especially hard work. I looked at myself eventually, like I said, about three years. And this was prior to um, like becoming a teenager. So I was like, I think, I don't know, age eight, to, you know, 11, maybe 12. But like in that time period, um, I hit that wall. You talk about hitting a wall. And for me, um, I looked at myself and I was just like, it's got to stop. It's got to change. Yeah. And so what happened for me was, is when I looked in the mirror, I was like, I am going to starve myself. I do not care. I'm just going to starve myself. One of the things that I was blessed with from a very early, really, yeah, a very early age is this innate ability to just get shit done. Like I had so much determination and I still do today. Absolutely. Like if I put my mind to something, I will do it. I don't care if it takes me years. I will do it. And so then what happened? I'll vouch for that. So then what happened for me was you, you marry this idea of hard work and determination and this, this view of myself 
And so literally I'd be sitting at the dinner table and I would like have half of what I used to have. And I would feel like my insides were just, it's, it's like an addict because it was an addiction. And so it, it just like, I felt like I was literally dying. And, and so after like a couple months and, you know, six months, all of a sudden, like it started to taper off. And I saw, also started to see the difference in my body and that helped. Um, I share that hopefully to marry a couple of the ideas you talk about, like phases in life and things you learn. Here was the thing that really stuck out though, was that all of a sudden, because I got a result out of hard work and determination, that box checking was something that carried with me until like, I don't know, six, seven years ago when I started to do my own personal inner work. Because what it did, unfortunately, was it made a focus that if I just try hard enough, if I just work hard enough on things outside of me, then all of a sudden the inside of me is going to be fixed. It was check the box here, check the box there. If I did it before, I can do it now. What I, I could go run a marathon, then I'm strong enough to be able to do this over here. It, it, it was this constant chase of like, am I good enough? If I'm not, then I just have to work harder. And that's completely the wrong way to go. Right. And so when you talk about these different phases, like, yeah, you fast forward to like the point where I was divorced. <laughs> and it's funny because like even on Facebook yesterday, I got this, you know how I have Facebook memories? Yes. <laughs> Why are they going back 12 years? There was one that popped up that was eight years ago and it was like all of my family in front of this church house and I was in this suit and I looked at myself and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you were unhappy. You were, yes, you were still married. Like, and I was just like, oh my gosh, that was me. Oh, isn't it crazy? Yeah. So now we've, we've talked about these different phases. You guys got to understand, like I've never always been fat and like at the same time, um, yeah, like I'm in a great place and I have been, it's just, there's moments in chapters in my life where I hadn't worked on the inner stuff. Yeah. I kept projecting. I was like wondering how am I going to get rid of these love handles or what am I going to do to be able to get rid of this or do this? It was always external. It was always check a box. It was listen to a podcast. It was read a book. It was whatever it was outside of me to try to supplement what was hurting here that a lot of times I didn't even recognize myself. And so we fast forward to now. And we're in this space and we have a guy that after you've settled the things, the dust is supposedly settled for a couple of weeks. I want to enlighten a little bit for the women to understand. And I'm sure a lot of the women will probably pick up on this, but there is, it's not even a grieving time necessarily, but nine times out of 10, you will have a dude that either you broke up with him or he broke up with you, whatever it is that they will come back into the picture. Every time. They do, right? Every time. And it's almost like clockwork because a lot of times it's two weeks. That's what I've seen. I never knew that, but every time. And so when you ask the question, why? If I'm getting it right, why are we reaching out again? Is that is that what you're trying to summarize? I, I deleted the text, right? Because yeah. I just slid left, deleted yeah. like all the conversations because I don't need them. Right. But I was just like, Otherwise, I would read a little bit of it. But the beginning of it yeah. was so like, like he was, 
I thought long and hard. That's yeah. what he said. I thought long and hard about this and things like that. And my first reaction gut wise was, why are you thinking long and hard about yeah. anything? Yeah. But with us. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? So I'm just telling you this. And I'm really excited. So I got to I thought long and hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like That was my first reaction. Like, that's cool. You're still thinking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of passes of him just like yeah. that was fun, you know, things like that. But I, he has made no intention of like, I really want to go out with you again, anything like that. So I just let it go. Let it be. I'm leaving him alone. He never texts me. I was the one who had to reach out first anyway. Mm -hmm. So just let it be. So yes, to answer your question, when I got this text, I was like, oh, there's more. And I thought just as a human, okay, you're welcome to communicate anything you'd like with me. I don't want to shut you up. So absolutely i told him don't be a stranger right yeah but yes i was the question was there um why did he reach out yeah yeah okay so this is where like i wanted to get to standpoint. i was just asking a confirmation question uh-huh. is that the question okay so there's a couple of things to understand yes there's the two-week time period in many cases sometimes it's earlier two two different lenses to look at and i'm hitting people really fast and hard here so one is you have an insecure dude. The insecure dude is going to come back and want you back. I made a mistake. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I want to apologize. Like, let me take you to dinner. Let me do all these things. And they just want to be back in the picture, right? And then you have the other people that like, they want to show respect. They also want to show that they have some self-resolve, but they can't help themselves. Like, this is human nature because men as a hunter, as a, as a man, like, you want to be in pursuit of something. And if you're not in pursuit of your own wellness, you're in pursuit of things outside of you. Right. And when I say wellness, like once again, going back to a little check the box thing, that's where there's this convoluted idea in men's heads. It's like, if I do this, then I'm worthy of you. If I am, if I have this much in my bank account, if, you know, if I do these things, then then I'm going to feel good enough that I can win you back. So even like, even with those, that two pronged idea where they could be insecure and they made mistakes and maybe they did make mistakes and they feel like they can fix things. Right. And so women need to take that into account too, but you can feel the energy if that's coming from an insecure man. The other side is the pursuit of a man to try to be secure. And that's what I was alluding to just a second ago. Right? So in this case, when the guy when the guy came to you and was like, you know, I've been thinking really long and hard about this. That is pretense for someone that's trying to show that they're working on themselves. Okay. That's pretense for someone that is trying to show that they're securing themselves. It's not about you. It's about me. And I am wanting to give respect to whatever we had. And that's what I'm leading with. So then it's a safe place for the woman to actually listen in on what's happening next. Right? Absolutely. You're smiling because you know it's true. I really thought that he reached out because he wanted to give homage, homage, (laughs) and respect to our relationship, to check a box, to make him feel better. (laughs) Because I'm still waiting for anything real. Let me enlighten you. No. So I'm smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're busting me up. That's why. It's true. This is the reality. Most men, whether it's subconscious or not, you have to get the idea in your heads, women, 
The, it's, and it's not about you as an object, and it's not about mistreating you. This is a natural tendency for guys because they we're not meant to be alone. So even if they're not completely healthy, even if they're a work in progress, even if they've got like this time frame of six months or whatever it is, there is something inside of us that wants to make claiming, or I don't want to say, it's not claimage, but we want to claim what we think we can have, whether it's now or in the future. Yes. And so what's happening here is not paying homage, homage to what <laughs> you had. Yeah. It, it It's more about staking a claim. And sometimes it's not even the, like, it's so subtle that it's not even about, like, actually staking a claim. It's testing the waters to see if that's even an option. And so it can be so subtle in how they're communicating because it's really like they could be leading with just like, Hey, I just want to let you to know that I'm doing these things and I'd love to check in at some point um, as a friend if you're open to that. Yeah, of course. Uh, that'd be great. Then comes the next text. And the next text is, oh, she's open to this. So then they talk a little bit more and you're already trying to create that friendship to see if there is a way to break in the house, if that makes any sense. So, so why would he break in the house if he has never once said anything to me that's not true never twice said anything to me about getting back together or here would be my but that's intention yeah so we talk about these lenses he says i'm a wonderful woman and yeah, all the things yeah. right but but that's, that's the thing like you have so we talked like why about even try yeah you have the insecure dude and you have the dude that's on a path to understand who they are in their manlyhood and all that stuff what's he trying to claim What's he trying to claim? He's trying to claim a spot. So in six months, whether it's six months or not, he wants to know if you're open for the future. Are you sure? Yeah. Whether he has true intentions of that or not. Hmm. Whether his words are accurate where he actually is going to be celibate for six months or not. He's wanting to know if he can stake a claim to what you are off, like if you're available. That's that's all it is. And so Weird. the reality is, is women... Like you talk about like hitting a wall where you get hit up with so many dudes and they're just, you know, constantly badgering you. Like there's two things to note. If the right dude came in, even if you were like frustrated as all get out, you would be, I, I've seen this so many times. One dude comes up to a woman. She's like, that, that guy's a dick. And then the ne and next dude comes up to her and she's like, oh my gosh, same words, same type of introduction. And it, and it really is dependent on the energy of the man in that space. So as men, you got to understand that. You have to understand that just because so-and-so didn't get the girl, that doesn't mean you can't. Right. But that's another reason why those walls are created. Because every dude thinks just because so-and-so got a no doesn't mean I will. And if I continue to play this game, because they see it as a game, the six months, three months. Oh, you're dating somebody. That's okay. I'm just going to follow you on social media. And then I'm going to have some witty texts to you every now and then. You mind if I still get your number? Oh, sure. Like that okay. is a real yeah. thing. And so like you're right. And when you're telling women, like if you're not available to date, don't give indications to dudes that you are. Thank you. But then on the other side, men, like you have to understand, like even though women change their minds all the freaking time and they may say no today and then tomorrow it's okay, you got to understand that like when you're given that opportunity, 
when you're given that opportunity to even talk, even if it's a no, if you can show respect in terms of like, be very clear about your intentions when you talk to a woman and she says, no, it's okay to ask. Oh, that that's okay. Do you mind if I ask, you know, what's the holdup or like where you're at? What's your situation? And if they're like, no, I don't really want to get into it. It's like, okay, we'll see you later. And then all of a sudden there's the pull away and then like, wait, 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 wait. And then you might have something. If you don't, then it wasn't worth your time anyway yeah. as a dude. But the other part of it is, is that this is all fishing. This is all fishing. It's not about like, let me honor you and honor what we have or had and all of that. No, it is. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to just cast that net out there. And as a dude, like that is part of, unless you're partnered up with somebody that's going to happen. And women, you can't be mad at a dude for doing it. I'm so sorry. So he texted 10 women. Yeah. He could have copied and pasted. Who knows? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's just like... Can I tell you something yeah, funny? Yeah, go for it. Our mutual friend. Uh-huh. He's done that. Is that did, you, did he tell you? No. Oh, my God. He calls me the other day, and he, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, all right, so I'm on Tinder, and I messaged a chick named Lacey, and <laughs> I... <laughs> and I was... <laughs> And I really liked her. I liked her a lot. So we're going to go to lunch, right? And I just said, hey, Lacey. I said, can I... Um, Is she going to door dash it? <laughs> <laughs> he just said, can I get your number and let's schedule a lunch. Like, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. right? I thought, oh, that sounds harmless, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the only problem with this is he goes, F it. Let's see if it works. Copies and pastes mm-hmm. to 30 girls on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And I was just like... Fuck it. When something doesn't work, try everything, right? Mm. So I'm proud of you, buddy. Except for the fact, you dumbass, that you didn't take Lacey off. (laughs) 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 So now they're thinking some like Russian or whatever. (laughs) So please, dear Lord, or don't, because we have funny stories to hear. Uh, Be present. Yes. Be present. Yeah, exactly. I'm kidding. That was hilarious, and I'm so glad he did that. But do you know how many dates he got off of that? How many were named Lacey? Oh, yeah. Didn't even see it. Oh, yeah. Didn't even. Some girls are like, who's Lacey? You know. Yeah, and then he turned seen, into some I've joke. seen some of the people that he's dated, too. And I'm just like, well, there's a reason. Anyway, when you said copy and paste, I was like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny shit. It's true. Right? Good job, buddy. And that that is that is fishing. And so like. So you're throwing the line out. Yeah. And we're a bunch of fishies mm-hmm. in the water, right? Mm-hmm. Are you hungry or not? I'm the tropical rainbow trout. But anyway, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. There's some Nemo's out there too. But. There's so many analogies here. They put stinky stuff on the line and attract like the hottest, you know, fish, the best fish. It Boom. seems to be like the stinkiest stuff. So it's like you treat women like garbage that aren't ready. And then they're just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to love that. Yeah. And I can honestly say now I don't like, you know, I'm yeah. like, who's the nice nerd that I can talk to till mm. I'm a hundred. I mean, the nerd's got to have a fucking nice body, but nerd. yeah. Right. Let's yeah. basically let's be everything to Romy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. So he's casting this line out, texting me on a Sunday. Yeah. Okay. That feels right. Because when I asked like, what's up, it was very short one line. Yeah. 
Like, I just felt like I needed to tell you. Yeah, you just need to know that dudes are trying to, one, stake their claim, and if they're not, they're testing the waters. The stake in the claim thing? Yeah. Maybe we could do a whole podcast on that, totally. but wow, that's accurate. Yeah. Because so many are like, let's tire down immediately. Oh, they, they I want to totally be will. your boyfriend. And I was like, we went on a date, yeah. right? And I think that's where me and Flannel Valentine might have went wrong. Yeah. Uh, very quick title. Yeah. One of the things title. one of the things that's really important here too, Romy, is that women need to understand there is an energetic exchange. Like here, here's an example. So my, I don't have eyes for anybody else right now. The girl that I'm dating right now, like we'll see where it goes. But I'm also a dude. I didn't intentionally start scanning the gym as I was at the gym this morning. Right. But I'm over like I'm literally getting on the bike. And all of a sudden, it was just like, and, and it's, it's, you don't know as a guy, like you don't know this even happening. I knew that there was somebody that was compatible, that was a 10, that was right to my left. I didn't have to look over there, but I did. And I just, I literally was just like, interesting. And I, and I just turned over to my side and there she was. And I was like, huh. And then went right back to the workout. But like, there, when, when guys come up to you, women, you need to understand that they can feel if you've been hit up so many times, if your reserves are on low or empty, like the probability of them caving can be high or they're just really pissy. And then the woman feels bad and then they can flip it however they want. Right. And then they try to manipulate the whole situation <laughs> and maybe they'll get your number and all that. Just know that like the best recourse that you have is honesty and holding those boundaries like we talked about, you can't stop the fisherman. Yeah. You can't stop the fisherman. But I'll tell you what, if he's putting his rod out in the water, you don't have to bite. <clears throat> <laughs> Nobody's putting their rod in my water, Aaron. Okay. They call it a fishing hole for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be dicks, dudes. Right? Yeah. And chicks don't just stop. Yeah. Right. And no, I'm not the chick at the bar bartending that's putting her titties out. I wear t-shirts with like a Leah on them. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Selena. Mm -hmm. Right. On purpose. Right. With and cutouts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always flash them for twenty dollars. I'll flash you. Make it quick. Make it quick. Drop it in. Drop it in. <laughs> right. I, I I will say this just to wrap up on my end yeah. is that just for guys and girls here. So guys, nothing wrong with going fishing. Know who you are and your intentions. If you still are a work in progress, like own it. And if you are reaching out to a woman to stake a claim or to test the waters, there's nothing wrong with that. But depending on how she reacts, respect whatever is coming, right. you know, and that's all that needs to be. As a woman, my advice here is just once again, you got to know where you're at. But recognize what's happening for the men. You don't need to be pissed at them for being a man. Because that's, that's going to happen. Fair. But the reality is, is the more you entertain via text, dating apps, social media, messages, even a conversation at a bar, the more that you entertain, you are only hurting your soul if you do not feel that you're ready or that they're not the right person. So the more you can do that for yourself, you will not only attract the type of person that you do want, but you'll have less 
stress and less hitting the wall, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So let the fishing continue. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Romy and Aaron Show. Make sure and follow us on Spotify or Apple to get the latest episodes. You can also follow me on Facebook at Romy Estes Meston. And you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron Says. So until the next episode, be kind and use your wise mind. And and save a horse, ride a unicorn. unicorn.